0: today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by itunes what are you listening to this podcast on stitcher podcast addict spotify well you can't listen on itunes if you want to as well because this podcast is on it i'm not saying it's good i'm just saying it's an option
1: all right last time i record this intro It's about morality. It's about faith. It's about authenticity. What do you believe? Do you really believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in the future? Do you believe in predestination? What makes sense to you? Or does it even matter what makes sense to you? It doesn't. You can believe in whatever you want, but that's what you think is the truth but it doesn't matter ultimately it is the way it is what's happening is going to happen you might die you might go to hell you might die you might go to heaven you might die and be reincarnated but one thing's for sure what you believe doesn't matter to that fact today on the podcast johnny Bertoff, my brother is on uh and then jonathan henry two different very different points of view they actually reference each other both and this is interesting. This is good. This is a this is what the anecdotal experience. This is what I this is why I did it for this episode. Let's do this with Okay. You get situated or whatever. You put down the sandpaper.
0: Okay, same thing
1: Okay. All right, cool. Um. But yeah, okay, what did you... What stuck out to you? You said something stuck out to you that you felt like you'd be comfortable talking about that you heard recently on the podcast that you...
0: It's not necessarily something that I've heard recently. It's just something that, like, I hear you always say. Okay. And you always tell your guests that they need to... Um, live their truth, and I was actually talking to Jonathan
1: about it, and he seemed to think that you said it ironically. Uh, yeah, it started. Yeah, it did. There's a the ep- first episode with Katie. It's uh, yeah, it's really a basic thing to say, but I do I do like it. I I identify with it. Uh, it resonates with me. Uh, I stand by it. I think there is something to it, but it's been adopted by people that don't particularly, I think, understand what it means to me.
2: Well,
0: I guess I want to know, I want to know what it means to you and I want you to expand upon it. Cause when I think of like living your truth, I think of, um, so I think of people that live their truth, like Adolf Hitler, he lived his truth and it caused kind of sufferings, you know, For millions of people, Um, and a lot of other people, like, awful people, have lived their truth. Like, what they thought was truth. What they thought was right, or whatever, you know? Like, um... And I just think having some sort of, like, moral relativism is really... sort of... Like, the idea of when you introduce moral relativism... It's like no one can be right, no one can be wrong. So then, how do you how do you have laws, or how do you have a society that functions when everybody is just like living their truth?
1: Yeah. Did you listen to the the most intense episode with uh, Zach Holder? No, I have not. Uh, okay, that's kind of what we talk about uh, in some parts, but I guess my argument to it is, to me, it means, I think you're right. I think Adolf Hitler lived his truth in full. And I think what I'm talking about is you, sure, it can be bad. It can, you know, maybe people told him, hey, no, that's dumb, that's a bad idea, that's terrible. You really shouldn't do that. And he said, you know what, I gotta, this is what I believe is right, and I'm going to pursue it, and I'm gonna live for me. And I'd say, yeah, man, he did it. He thought it was right. He thought he was bettering the world. He thought people needed it. He thought people needed the Jews eradicated. Is it right? No. But yes, I do think he lived his truth and obviously if someone said to me, "Oh, I want to like I want to murder someone." And I wouldn't say, "Yeah, live your truth" because that would affect another person. Mainly what I'm talking about is I I think people live their lives for other people. People Decide I'm going to do I'm not going to do what I want to do because I'm afraid of what someone else will think about it, whether it's your mother, whether it's your brother, whether it's your coworker, whether it's society, they say, you know what, I'm not going to do what I actually feel compelled to do and pursue what I want to pursue because other pe- it would disappoint other people.
0: So you're not talking from a standpoint of right and wrong. You're talking from a standpoint of other people's expectations
1: of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm not gonna. There are things I believe morally wrong, and I'm not gonna tell someone. Like I said, I'm not gonna tell someone to live their truth when I believe what they're doing is morally wrong. For instance, one thing I thought. I mean, this. I hate quoting movies and podcasts, but I watched that movie, The Big Sick, and it. In, there's a scene in the movie where his uh, his family kind of disowns him. They're like a religious Indian family and want him to marry a religious girl. And they kind of really and he says no, I'm not, I'm not going to. And it, it was interesting to watch because it was just like this family, this mother especially wants him to live life for her, and she's disappointed that this this the character is not living his life. For her and she's very upset by it and he decides he's going to I mean for more or less it sounds it sucks to say but live his truth he's gonna say like no I'm in love with a white woman and I can't live for my mom I can't my life isn't my mom's but you can tell his mom is believes he's wrong and that he she should be what she what she's always imagined him being in, in that sense, that was something where I thought, man, that's tough. And it's very selfish as the mom, because I think when you give birth and you have a child, you created a life now that you have nothing. You, you do what you want with your own life. You can't project what you expect onto another person.
0: Right. Well, then I think that you can more eloquently or more accurately say, live your own life instead of live your truth. Because live your truth is... Maybe a little bit too
1: broad. Um, live your own life. Yeah, that's what it is. I think truth.
0: Yeah, like don't, sure. don't let other people dictate what you do. And I and I can get behind that. Like live by your own convictions, not by other people's convictions or other people's standards. Or um,
1: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like live by your own convictions. And can that get you into trouble? Always, man. I mean, since the beginning of time, you know, I think if, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it can go, you can end up on the wrong side of history living for your convictions, sure, but you're still doing what you think is right.
0: Well, and this maybe leads into something else in terms of, like, moral relativism. What do you believe, do you believe, do you believe that there is an absolute right and there is an absolute wrong? Do I? Yeah. Do you believe that like something is absolutely wrong, something is absolutely
1: right? Oh, dude, you got to listen to that old podcast. But I will answer this. Um, okay. Because I think, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, and no, I don't, man. You don't. I couldn't. I cannot tell you what your right is, and I cannot tell you what um, your wrong is.
0: If you believe in all situations, so you would hesitate on murder. You would say, I can't really say whether it's right or it's wrong.
1: I think more broadly, it doesn't matter what I think is right or what is wrong. I don't think it—it's so irrelevant what my moral barometer is. Sure, I can say that—that's really what I'm saying. It's like, sure, if someone says I'm going to murder this person because they had sex with my wife, I'm going to say, you know what? On my moral barometer, I think that's wrong. Okay.
2: You,
0: but like I'm saying in general, like you're saying that. Um, there is no concrete thing that I can reference to say this is right or this is wrong, it's just up to everybody else to decide what's right for them,
1: correct? And I think, as a, socially, what we're, we're in right now in the United States of America, there's a consensus that murder is wrong, and you will be tried and you'll punish you'll be punished if you disobey. That's that's kind of the collective right and wrong is it you know but people draw their own lines just understand there are consequences if you're going to murder someone in the United States I don't think they're and that's what I'm that's what I'm realizing because I've realized time after time in my life that I've never been right I've never really had a firm answer on something where I thought oh man you know what I was right about this or I was wrong about that um you know my opinion on right and wrong has changed so much that I don't think I don't know, man. I don't think there I is.
0: You. So you just reference your own feelings for whether or not something's right or wrong, but you don't even really recognize where those feelings came from.
1: Um, sure, I might recognize where they came from, you know.
0: Well, where would you say they come from?
1: Oh, man, his like my history, past experiences, religious upbringing. And, like Things I learned in school, uh, things I've seen on television, movies I've seen, anything, man.
0: But you've rejected a lot of that.
1: Sure, it's all still there, though, man.
0: Y- y- even, though, even though you've sort of rejected a lot of it, you still, still feel a certain way about certain things being right and wrong?
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh... What is something? Maybe, maybe you can answer this. What is something? Maybe you don't feel comfortable answering. This. Um, what is something that you feel is wrong that you don't think other people would accept you thinking is wrong?
1: Oh, I don't know. I. Um. You'd have to give me. You'd have to give me more time on that um something but even if it was something that i thought was wrong i don't i i wouldn't preach it you know i wouldn't try to convince something that i've realized in my life is wrong for me one thing i mean even with um relationships okay uh-huh one thing i think that i've realized is wrong for me if there's anything i think being, I think, being dishonest in how you feel about someone, especially in a romantic relationship, or or um, just pretending, or giving anyone a, an idea of something different than you really feel, that's something for me that I've realized in my life that that's not the road I want to go down anymore. It's a road I've gone down before, just wanting to be liked uh, and wanting people to, yeah, I want to be liked. I want to be thought well of. And that's a thing for me where now I I consciously think of that. I think what's wrong for me is doing that, is being a different person, being a person that someone's going to like or maybe even love. Because that's what I do naturally. Because I like.
0: No, just not being
1: genuine with somebody. Not being genuine for the purpose of just being validated. And that's something that I do naturally and I've realized and I know for me, I'm like, oh, that makes my life worse and it makes other people's life worse. But I'm not going right. to go preaching. Um, if someone, I if I see someone going through what I've gone through and I have met people that have gone through this too, I'll definitely tell them how I feel and I'll definitely back up that there is relevance in what i'm saying but i'm not a i'm not a preacher man i'm not i'm not telling people what the right answer is because they don't have it i'll tell you what i've experienced i'm not going to talk about things i haven't experienced but if you need help and you need advice and you need to know you're not alone i'll tell you but i'm not going to tell you what the right answer is because i don't know
0: i gotcha so I just, there's no right, there's, there's no right answer. You just have your own experience and it's, your experience is no more valuable than anybody else's experience.
1: Pretty much. Yes. And I, I also don't think my barometer of right and wrong, I think we don't, I don't, it, yeah, to me it's just, it's funny. It's like, even, even I think about like gay marriage when I was, you know, in school, everyone would talk about what's your stance on gay marriage? people would ask each other, and I just remember thinking, why do you have yeah. a stance?
0: You remember people asking each other about that?
1: Yeah, and I'm like, why do you have a stance? You're not gay. You don't have homosexual thoughts. Why you gotta have a stance?
0: Why is it... Yeah, I know, I don't I don't think it is about... I don't think it's about a stance one way or the other. Like, to me, like, it doesn't... I don't. I don't care. I love. I love the person. Um, and it's not my. It's not my right. It's not my responsibility to judge somebody. My responsibility is to love that person. Um, and I mean, I don't. I know you don't like getting religious, but.
1: Um, oh, I like getting religious.
0: Well, I mean, just like sin, you know, separates us from God, and. I'm a sinner. Everybody's a sinner. And so, like, I'm no better than anybody else, no matter what sin they're guilty of. And it's not my... It's not my job to condemn somebody. And I think that there are a lot of people that go around masquerading as um, a Christian or, or another religion, and they defame that religion by making statements that aren't Christ-like or aren't um, in line with what their religion preaches. And then that's what people see. People see that person and then they go, oh, those people are so intolerant. Those people are awful people. And I think it's really sad because there's a lot of people that come out and say things um about Christians or about other people. And I think it goes the same way with, um, racism. You see like a small section of, you know, a certain race acting some way. And then all of a sudden people are like, Oh yeah, look at this. Like, look at them. Like, of course it's them. And I think that's how everything starts is you make blanket statements about, you know, based on the actions of a few. Um, Absolutely. And that's what I think is a real shame. So I think there's a lot of bad theology that's out there that misconstrues Christianity's, whatever you want to say, stance on certain issues. And Christianity's stance on, you know, any sort of issue is to love others and to treat others like yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, love God and love others. And... Yeah, it's just, it's just a shame because, you know, there's a lot of people that, because we're, we, you know, we're a Christian nation, so everybody just identifies as a Christian, whether or not they know what that
1: means. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and that was one thing I don't, it's, a, it's like a branding issue. It's, you know, this, it's, and that's what I think's strange. It's like the word Christian. Everyone has this, if you say I'm not a Christian, if I say I'm not a Christian, I'm not denouncing Christ. I just, the word Christian in the English language has become something that I'm not. You know, it's become its own brand, and it's gone a certain direction, and I can't call myself a Christian anymore because it'd be, uh, I'd misrepresent myself, and I'd also, like you said, misrepresent the brand of what Christianity represents for better or for worse. Um, It's just inaccurate.
0: Well, I feel like that's, um, I feel like that's on the opposite side of the camp because you're saying that because, because of all the negative publicity of the Christian camp, I'm no longer going to identify myself that way because I'm afraid of what people will think of me based on the actions of others.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not here to rebrand the word Christian.
0: Well, like, I think I, I hear a lot of people who are Catholic say, like, oh, well, I'm Catholic, but I'm not, like, a practicing Catholic. Or I'm, like, a Jew, but I'm not a practicing Jew. Yeah. You know? Like, then you're not a Catholic, and then no, you're not a Jew. Like, if you're not... Like, that's the idea. Like, if it doesn't matter... Like, if you're not practicing, like, if there's, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, but, I'm an American citizen, but I don't have citizenship. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense.
1: Right. I know what you're saying, and I think it's, what you're, what you're saying is we want to identify ourselves. We want to associate with things. Um, yeah, and
0: people don't know, like, is there a term for, like, I don't have a religion, or I just don't do anything, or I just live my life?
1: Right, and that's, that's what I think's interesting about this, because even, it doesn't, it to me, it doesn't matter what you say. I don't care if you're Christian. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if you're Catholic or if you're Catholic and you have a, you know, a contingency on it. Um, I, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want to identify as. You are what you are. You believe what you believe. You act like you act. Saying you're Catholic, saying you're Christian, it doesn't matter what you say you are. I don't care if you're tarnishing the brand. It doesn't matter to me what you say. Who cares? Who are you? What do you believe? Are you a good person? What do you believe is right? What do you believe is wrong? Let's get to know you. You can't hide behind a word or a religion or a doctrine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying
0: and that's i mean and that's that's biblical i mean in james he says like you know i'll show you my faith by my works because like if you are a christian it should be evident because your life emulates christ yeah and it's not enough to just say it yeah um you know not enough to just say like oh i'm a christian like no not at all like you know if you're if you're transformed by christ Sort of like getting hit by a truck. Like, you couldn't walk into a building and say, oh, I just got hit by, like, a truck. People would be like, no, you didn't. Like, you're fine. Somebody who's been hit by a truck is going to be transformed by that truck, like, in a very bad way. Like, and you're going to know, like, oh, yeah, dude got hit by a truck. Like, look at him. It's evident. He's got blood all over him. His leg's broken. But, you know, so, like, the exact opposite way, like, when your life gets transformed by Christ... You're like a new person. You're a new creation. Like People know because you act differently. You don't act the same. And so, you know, there's just a lot of people that aren't transformed going around saying, you know, I'm a Christian, acting a certain way, condemning people, judging people, not loving people. And then people just say, oh, yeah, Christians are hateful people.
1: Right. And what's, what it really comes down to is you're an evangelical. So you're trying to keep the reputation of the name Christian in Christ in the Bible because it, it, it's part of your, you know, you're trying to grow. You're trying to evangelize. You're trying to expand. You're trying to, whatever you want to do, you want to save. It's very important to Christianity is the brand of Christ and the brand of Christianity and the reputation. So it's, it, it has that element to it. You know, I'm not trying to convince anyone of my logic, but you are, because it's part of the religion, the gospel.
0: Right, and I mean, it's, it's not, but it's not a logic. It's, you know, it's faith. It's, you know, again, like you've always said, like, you can't, you can't prove it to anybody. Like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Like, you gotta make, you gotta make a step faith you know God's not gonna God wants you to choose him you know even though maybe it doesn't make sense to you or maybe it doesn't like you know you haven't seen him like God wants you to choose him regardless
1: yeah 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 I don't know I I get what you're saying but yeah it's a tough position to be in because you're I don't know. You you attribute that responsibility on you to bring people in and evangelize and convert.
0: Right, because again, and we've talked about this before, but I'll say it again. But you know, if you really believe like what you read in the Bible hell is like, you know, and you really love people and you really love your neighbor as yourself, like you're going to you're going to do whatever you can to live a life that gets as many people away from that awful place as possible. Especially the people that you love and the people that you care about. Um and it's gonna really hurt when those people, you know, fall away or don't you know, seem to not care or just, you know, whatever. Live a life that's contrary to what the Bible says. So, you know, yeah. And that's one way that you know that you're in Christ is if that if those are your desires and that is your passion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, here's a... This is a, something Dan Remington, been on the podcast before, brought up to me the other day, was isn't it irresponsible to bring a life into this world to have a child that could possibly experience eternal suffering? Isn't that one of the worst things you could possibly do?
0: But that is um, that is assuming that you know more than God. How so? That's assuming that you know how um, basically souls are distributed, or Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if I don't have a kid, then like got, you know, in the Bible, it says that, you know, um, the Lord knew you were like before you were even created. So the idea that you're going to like, like bring a soul that maybe God wasn't aware of before into existence is, you know, preposterous or blasphemous. Because God knows everybody before they were born. At least, you know.
1: Right, but then you're, like, fulfilling your duty to bring a soul into the world to be destined to. I don't like that either.
0: What do you mean? Like, basically, you know, God knows whether or not, like, a soul, like, how many souls are going to come into the world. And I'm not going to put God into a box and say that I understand the way that he works because he's God. And, you know, he created me. And I can't look back up at the eternal God and say, I need to understand you. I need to be able to see all the way around you in three dimensions before I'll accept you. Because that's not the way things work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, you know, that's hard for some people to accept. And they're like, no. I want it to make sense and I won't believe it unless it makes sense. No. And you know, a lot of those people let their pride or let their intellect get in the way of having a relationship with their creator.
1: Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that's 100% true is I, and I, I think the, for me, one thing I, I really believe this, I think the question is the answer. I think the reason we're here is the mystery, the fact that there is, it won't make sense to you. You can't believe that you're here. You're you're in disbelief of your own existence and the fact that you were created and someone put you here and your stream of consciousness has popped into being. And I don't think there's I don't think there's a way to find out the answer, because I think that's what this is, this whole thing is about is the question is the journey is the learning and is the faith that there whatever it is is out there and being grateful that whatever it is gave you this now
2: yeah no i
0: mean i think that i think that is spot on because i mean the reason we're here is to glorify god and you know basically what you just said like yeah We don't really, you know, if you kind of just are born, you don't really know exactly how you got there, but you have people that can tell you. And then when, you you know, like the Bible says that um, God has made himself evident through creation. So that man's without excuse. Like you just look around and you know, like I didn't like there's so much design, like there's so much design all around us, you know, Um, the human body, like nature, like plants like how on earth did all of this stuff like how do we have like an ecosystem that just balances itself out like you look out into the void of space and there's nothing like it Um, like you see what entropy looks like and it's there's no life Um, and so it's sort of like truth is staring you in the face that there is a creator and that you were designed and that you were put here by, you know, a bigger power. Yeah. And so I find it, I find it very hard to relate to people who can't make that jump.
1: Um, yeah, I uh, do too. I find it hard to relate to people that aren't curious.
0: Right, that too. People who... I find it hard to relate to people who don't care about... Um, things that are, you know, uh, bigger than that. People, like, right. I don't really care how I got here. I just want to live my life. I just want to satisfy my desires. No. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't get it. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, it's hard. It's I don't know. Looking at the whole big picture, and um, I know you got to get back to your wife, but I think for me... It's all about the gratitude of getting to have the experience, you know, good or bad, being grateful that you can take a step back and you got to do it. You got to ride the ride, you know.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, it's just a shame that some people think waiting in line is the ride.
1: Nice, dude. We're killing it with these analogies, man. The analogy, brothers, in the building.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just saying this is not, this is not the experience. This is the test. Um, And the test is whether or not you're going to choose God or you're going to choose yourself. Um, But, again, I don't want to get preachy, so.
1: No, say how you feel, man.
0: That's how I feel, and that's that's what I'm led to say, and, you know, like. That's me. Awesome. Speaking my truth.
1: Yeah. Speak your truth, man. That's what I'm talking about, dude. I love it. Just be honest with who you are and how you feel. Yeah. All right, man. I love you. Go make out with your wife, dude. Uh, okay. Thanks for, (laughs) uh, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man. Love you too. Uh, good talking with you. Um, yeah. And just, uh, Good
1: luck with the podcast and I look forward to seeing you
0: at uh, Thanksgiving. All right. Sounds good,
1: man. All right. See you, Joe. Later. What'd you think? Email the anecdotal experience, anecdotal, anecdotal experience at gmail.com. what do you think of what Johnny said? Do you get it? Do you have problems with it? Do you have some, is there something wrong with what I said? Email us or message it on Facebook. The next part, this is Jonathan Henry. Uh, we go in a different direction. We go in the direction of, like, what do you really believe? What is your faith? Do you have control of your faith? We don't think so. I think it's just something that is. You believe what you believe in your core. I believe that my skin is white and my hair is blonde and my eyes are green. There's nothing I could do. No faith, no no religion or anything that could convince me otherwise. Let's do this with Jonathan Henry. We can always put it off to another time, but I thought, I don't know, dude, I just thought it was interesting when we both got those texts, and, like, you talked to me about your dad, and this, like, responsibility to being something, it, like, living this uh, life as, like, being a disappointment, because you're not the religious um, man that your father thought you should be. I remember you talking about this one time, and I remember just being, like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought I thought I I I for some reason I had thought that that we were potentially on the same wavelength as the uh, as this. Yeah. Where I was like, man, like Joey could like pick up on this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like Joey's not there. And I didn't make me feel like and I wasn't embarrassed, like and then I shared that with you. Oh really? Or like I or I wasn't like embarrassed, like for oversharing or like embarrassed um i just i was like oh that's like like doesn't get it like that's good like this is this is a this is a reoccurring scene in my life right. that is does doesn't, like generally brings me anxiety yeah i, I don't, if, if Joey hasn't hit on this in his life like i'm not gonna bring this energy and this shit
1: i'm not gonna i make I, I, him... just
2: didn't, I, I just didn't approach it because I was like oh like joey doesn't like <laughs> Yeah, like like now you're asking. I could break it down for you what i was saying, but like in that moment I was like, oh, I, I don't need to, you know.
1: Yeah, because you didn't want me to like start feeling anxious and then interpret everything my dad says as what you're talking about.
2: That or I didn't want you to, um. Just feel like I, I was like, I kind of just feel like I was like burdening you with something personal in my life. No, dude. Like that you, that you couldn't relate to. Oh. Like that's what, like, I was like, ooh like I, and then like you thinking I was being like over, cause I was like, I, I, I don't know. I was probably high when I sent that to you. Like most of the time when I have like those, those like urges to like message someone yeah. or like talk to someone. Lots of times, it's like right after I just got high, and I'm just like, "Man, I'm gonna bring this into fruition right now. I've got, I want I want to word this. I think Joey might understand, and I'm gonna send it to him. You
1: know." No, and I did. That's funny that you bring that up, but you're probably just paranoid about it because you were high. But no, when when I read that, I got it, and I and I I do understand, and I don't get a for my dad. You know, I don't get a guilt trip from him. I get, you know, it's a bit of a concern for him, but I didn't get a guilt trip. And that was one thing that registered to me when you told me that was, um, your dad makes you feel like a disappointment in a way. That was how I interpreted that. And it sucks because you're a, you know, you're a good person and you're a successful person. And, you know, you live your own life and, it sucks that your dad can't see you as a uh, as an awesome guy that you are just cuz you're not a pastor
2: yeah i think that's a, like that's not entirely the case like i i don't think what you just said is a direct like translation of of what my thoughts in that in during that time were like currently are i guess i don't think that my dad sees me as a disappointment, but the the whole of myself, myself in, in its fullness, is someone who is um, who is not a believer, yeah, who does not believe, and I'm firm in that and my at my dad's fullest his thoughts are. He like at his fullest, he is a believer. These are things he's invested in. And I can't fully connect with him on my fullest level. So that's like that that like that's like painful. And for him, it's just it's he generally like ignores it. I don't think it like it bogs him down. He's not thinking, like, oh, Jonathan's like Fucking up, like he's like turned his back. I think that generally he probably even convinces him that I, I still am believing in some capacity. Yeah, you know. And whatever, whatever cognitive dissonance he may have over it, I don't even think it's super. I don't think he even has a ton of cognitive dissonance about it. I think that he he's learned very effectively to to um to develop ways of thinking in which um, he can get around it and yeah. still fu- function safely.
1: He's come to terms with something that makes it seem like, first of all, his son's uh, not going to hell. You know, and yeah. second yeah. of all, has a faith in, s- yeah. in something that aligns with his own. Just don't talk about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, dude. I'm, yeah. All right. That's I can really relate to that, man. I'm, that's that's so, definitely so that,
2: yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's that it's that chasm. It's just like that 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 that, 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 that disconnect, you know, and that that you can't that he'll never see me in that way because I can never give that to him, and that makes me that that's difficult.
1: Okay, then you know what, dude, I. What you just described is exactly my situation. Um, But we'll still, you know, with my dad and I, we'll still try to, you know, I'll try to have him experience me at my fullest and who I am. Um, And there's just, like you said, there's just a disconnect there. There's like something he doesn't understand about me and there's something I don't understand about him. Um, And we're close, but we just don't get there, man.
2: Yeah. And it's incredibly frustrating and sad because I don't think that disconnect was even always there. But it's just this is not this our scenarios that don't occur in a bubble. They're so common. It's just the fact that we have two there are two worldviews right that are just not compatible. <laughs> they both you. They they don't work together. Christians Mm. don't allow for you not to believe. There's no option but believing.
1: Yeah. There's no room for there's no room for uncertainty.
2: And it's no, you know what uncertainty is, Joey? Well, uncertainty is is oh 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 you'll get there. Yeah. Oh, it, it's still, and certainly it's still part of the process that still brings you back to believing. Yeah. Even how, even how they, they describe it and talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, but you'll get there. You know, in the end, you'll figure it out. And when you've decided that you're not, you're done figuring it out. Yeah. Then they don't have, a, they, they can't allow that. Not that they love
1: you. Dude. That's funny that you bring that up, because there is two of our... I'll tell you who they are later. I don't know if they'd feel comfortable me saying their names, but same thing. One, that they were having a debate like this, and this one friend of ours was asking all these questions who was very, you know, very... Just didn't really... Wasn't really understanding it fully and had all these questions about, well, what about this or what about that? And then our other friend was just kind of like, well, you got to just believe harder and stronger and it just wasn't enough for this guy it's just like no you can't just not answer questions and say it's all part of the fun that's not i can't i can't i can't do it you know i can't that's not i can't just let it rest there with the fact that there's no answer to a question you know
2: yeah yeah I, I i understand that and I, and I think for me it's not even that I can't deal with with um the details of why I think that um the why i don't believe in religion, like what, well, you know, if I talk to a Christian, they want to talk, they want to know, like, what exactly is your problem? And then maybe they pinpoint something like, how, you know, I'll say the old Testament and then they'll, they'll, and then they'll work from there, you know, and they'll do their thing. And, but, and it's just like this longer, this longer way to get to the fact that I am not, um, um, a computer, um, and, um, a perfect knowledge of source that has, that has weighed every single evidence and has just decided, you know what? Christianity doesn't make sense. I'm the least strobel, but I never became a Christian again. And this is why Christianity doesn't make sense. And all I know is that the core of my being, Joey,
1: yeah.
2: I can't believe I think it's bullshit. Dude. Like, I, I can go, like, I can get into technical arguments. I can, and, and, and I'm probably not going to do very well at them because I'm right. not a super technically smart guy right. or savvy guy, but I just, I can't get there.
1: Dude, that and is... I'm not,
2: and I'm not uh, going to.
1: That is so funny you say that because this was one of the, this is one thing I, I remember talking about with my father was just, I was trying to say to him, like, you can't, You Faith, it's not a choice. You can't choose to believe like I'm telling you right now. I don't Know I could tell you that everything in the Bible happened for sure. It's not a metaphor I could say whatever but what I really believe it doesn't matter what I say It just doesn't matter. So why why lie about it? Why fake it? why not just come to terms with the fact that like my core being is Just, you know, like you said, you're just like, no, you know what? Like, I couldn't convince myself that the Bible's true, is what you're saying. You're saying, I couldn't, I just can't do it. I'm not going to tell you that, because I know. I'm not fooling myself. I don't believe it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and for a long time, I know for a long time it's kind of easy to um to just like stay in the circles or at least it was for me yeah like I think I was like in a state of like um gradual unrest for like 15 years
1: yep same year
2: of my life like right. just like slow unrest in the, like in the and for 15 years, it was easier, like, even, like, as I go into college, like, even as I leave college, like, yeah. I have time in between college, and I go move to New York City, and the first thing I do is, like, look up a church, yeah. you know, like, because that's the only way I know how to do things, how to truly operate, yeah. is, is in this parameter, and it took a long time to get out of that.
1: Dude... Yeah, you know what I think it was? Because I'm the same. I had the same sort of thing up until like three or four years ago. Dude, I'd feel guilt about not reading the Bible every night and praying to God. I'd feel guilty. I'd be like, oh, I haven't read my Bible in three months. It was, I would feel this tremendous guilt. Now I'm like, oh, no, that's, like, now it's all gone, and I'm, like, happy. Okay, okay,
2: so you feel like you lived... Do you feel like that, like, guilt was a primary... Is that, like, a a recurring theme throughout... Until you were... Are you done feeling guilty? What's the status of your guilt?
1: Oh, it's gone, dude. I'm just a guy looking for the answers, man. Yeah. I'm not... I don't have anything, and I don't think... And it's like going to church. Like, I go to church, and I'm like, dude, there's for sure. I've honestly, I believe in God. But everyone raising their hands and worshiping to God, I'm like, I hope you guys are getting something out of this because I don't believe that there's a God in heaven being like, yeah, this is is good for me. I'm enjoying this. This isn't a waste of time. You know, that's in my core being. I believe all those people that are like, praising to rock music, I'm, I am think they're psychos, dude. I think they're psychotic, man. I think they're on a level of mental insanity, dude. Not that the fact that they're, I don't think they're talking to no one, but I think the, the, uh, the means of which they're worshiping God, I think they've been told that this is what the creator wants is for you to sing rock music and raise it. It's, it's psycho, it's bonkers, and now I'm so far out of the culture that I, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I don't
2: know. Yeah, you move out of it and it becomes like a, um, um, like, it seems a little crazier and a little weird every day you're out of it. Yeah. But, but like I have to consistently, I mean, I have people in my life that are, that are Christian. I should say I still have people in my life who are Christian because like I've done a pretty effective job, whether that was through conscientiously or subconsciously burning most of those bridges, probably just by merit of, of ignoring them because it was just easier to just back out of most of those relationships. But, um, but I but there's still people I know and like who are in it and it's and I respect them and I they do these things, like are are like are they like they're not psycho, like they're you know, they're 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 normal people who also do this. Like how do I how do I come to terms with that? And um and I and I just I think about it like um I think that any amount of consistent, of consistently being around an organization like the one that we were in, like the Pentecostal or like larger organization that we were in yeah. over a certain amount of years have have like yielded these results like over and over and over again for thousands and thousands and thousands of years.
0: Yeah, like this
2: is this is a tried and true process, and it's easy to be whatever it is about our brain that makes us feel. Uh, we we get these we get these things from religion, and we get these things from Christianity, and we're going to keep doing it. And so it's just they're normal people who are doing something very historic.
1: Dude, it's that's what it is. It's and I was talking about this with someone. I think it's. Culture is weird stuff that doesn't make sense, but you just do because mom did it and dad did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why do you do it? Well, it's like, well, that's what we do. We can't just not do what we're supposed to. Dude. Yeah. And I... I, th- I think, I think, what about this? Do you relate to this? I feel like it kind of took, you know, we were in pretty much, we like lived very similar lives. Um, it just got to the point where we kind of like looked at each other. I mean, really you and me in a way just looked at each other and we're like, dude, are you, this is kind of crazy, yeah. right? You're not. Yeah. And then so we'd look at each other, but then we'd look at other people like, you know, like for instance, my brother and they'd be like, no, dude, this is, this is good stuff. But then we found each other and we're like, are you buying this? Like, no, nah, not yeah. really, man. I'm not, there's something, something definitely, something else here. This isn't
2: doing it for me. Yeah. It just took other people. Yeah. And I, I think that we've all, I think that both you and I have, Um, um I think that even like years ago, like we had that, we were on that, I, I never had to talk to you about it. I just kind of knew that you were, there was some skepticism. Yeah, and like I knew, and you know, and and like we both kind of like we're always able to like make jokes about like the very, um, like we both enjoyed having jokes about the very emotional, private parts about Christianity. Yeah, dude. You know, like 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 when you when you realize people are like kind of compatible with that, you're like, oh, so they kind of they're kind of you know they're kind of cynical about the whole thing too. Right. I mean, I think that's a ton of people, but yeah.
1: You can, when you can look at something and say, like, dude, this is pretty funny, actually. And then someone laughs at it. It's like, see? You thought this was funny, too. It's it's not to be taken so seriously. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but people like Johnny, it's, um, your brother, it's just, it's just, he's, um, he is so, uh, how do I put it? Like he's just invested in what he does. Like his his person, his personality is someone that is just like all in. Yeah. And and Johnny is all in, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And you
1: know what, dude? He's happy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, do I think that the, there's still large uh, parts of the whole thing that are generally detrimental to the to the world as a whole? Yes, but individually, am I most satisfied with my and my friends yeah. are in like a happy place? Like, uh, I don't really can't really see the full effects that much. So, like, yes, right, I'm in like it, like it's, 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 like Johnny is like enjoying his life and like enjoys being in the ministry yeah, in in whatever capacities he's comfortable with. So he should continue, like, so hell yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Just figure out what works for you, man. Just don't tell me that it's going to work for me.
2: Yeah. Um. That's funny because I had a conversation with, um, um, with Johnny where we talked about some of these principles that you just that like the do whatever works for me because like uh, Christianity at its core, the do whatever works for me principle is going to like lead to evil. Ultimately, you know, like it's a reckless way of doing things. Like right. you saying, like, you know, in, in their mind, that's very reckless yeah. and not like appropriate.
1: Yeah. That's, dude, it's funny, I just talked to Johnny about that, and it's this, like, because, all right, if I say, I'm just going to live my life, and I'm going to do what I see best fit, if a Christian hears that, they're like, oh, well, you're just going to go have sex with everyone, and cheat and steal, and I'm like, no, and the Bible isn't the only thing from not making me be a complete heathen, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy to hear people say that they're like, well, if it wasn't for the Bible, I'd go to a whorehouse and have sex with all the whores and kill them. Like, you're crazy. And I'm glad you believe in God because you're a psycho.
2: I mean, I mean, again, when you said, even if they, even if they, like, spout that, like, I don't think that, that mainly people don't, like, really believe that. Like, you know, you were talking about before, like, what do people, like, like, oh, at my like, core, like, what do I really believe? Like, I think that, like, most Christians at their core um, um, think that's probably a bullshit principle. But it just it just really works out for their benefit, like, most of the time, being able to use that. Yeah. So they're going to continue to use it. Like, in the same way that, like, I don't really think that, like, most Christians believe in hell. I was talking to a uh, girlfriend about this earlier today about how... I don't think that um, a lot of like I like I I know that when I was a Christian and really invested in things, I still really didn't believe there was a hell cause that's like insane. Yeah. You know, like the most insane thing you could ever imagine. And, like, I think, like, like hell and, like, the principle of, like, well, people don't have the Bible, they're just going to fucking murder everybody. Yeah. They're just, you know, whatever they're going to do. Like, I think that, like, people know that's preposterous, but the only reason they use these principles is for their... is to advance whatever agenda they have.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think there is a great benefit in... sense of security you have when you've got the rule book you know you can kind of relax a bit you know what's right and what's wrong the black and the white and you can kind of it works for you you know you're not asking questions of whether someone did something right you know uh and i agree It's, it's it's comfortable it's it is comfortable to know but i think if you really thought thought about it I know what you're saying. And I don't want to... Ah, man. It sucks to say... I don't want to say certain things because I don't want to offend anyone, but I just... I, I agree. I would find it hard to believe that Christians really believe in eternal damnation. And that sucks if they do because a lot of... The, you know, that's a lot to think about.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Thanks for tuning in. You tuned in. You took your radio knob and you tuned it to the anecdotal experience. Wow, I'm getting more annoying with these intros and outros. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in. Thank Jonathan Henry for opening up and being cool and making a good episode. If you're not honest, if you're not... I don't know. It's hard to be honest. Sometimes I hide stuff but Jonathan didn't on this one. And uh, I thought we got really good content. Back us up, let us know what you thought. And if you wanna be on the podcast, let me know. Love you, kisses.